Oh, amen. Good afternoon to you. And uh, so yesterday we talked about God level living Mm -hmm. and living on the God level. And we looked at several uh, passages that talked about that. And so today we want to take your questions on God level living. And listen, if you did not see yesterday's message, you need to Mm -hmm. go see it because the Lord really opened up this level. And we'll look at them. Let's go to 2 Peter chapter 1. And I want you all to think about some of the questions that you may have about this, how to operate in it, how to walk in it. But one of the things that we saw, we saw 2 Peter chapter 1, and then we saw uh, in Ephesians chapter 1, and then Ephesians chapter 3, and you see this level that God has laid out. So, for example, uh, 2 Peter chapter 1, it says this, that in verse Three, uh, well, first of all, in grace in first in verse two, grace and peace be multiplied to you. Now, if you understand the definition and the power of grace, mm-hmm. then you start to see that grace is God's supernatural power, right? right? It is God's supernatural power. So we're not talking about earthly power. We're talking about God's supernatural power, right? Yeah. Yeah. So that's the first thing he says that he wants multiplied to us. So it's not an earthly thing. It's a Mm -hmm. heavenly thing. It's a God-level thing. His supernatural grace given to us. And then he says this. He says, verse 3, seeing that his divine power has granted to us everything pertaining to life and godliness. Now, this is not only life to the full till it overflows, but this is godliness. So this means walking at the level that God wants us to walk. And if you remember, he said about Jesus, he's the firstborn of many brethren. You will do these things and greater. So God's wanting us to walk at a Jesus level and a God level. Godliness is not just like not telling a lie. Godliness is also operating in healing, operating in the supernatural power of God, carrying his glory. So you're seeing these things Then when you look at uh, verse 4, it says, He's given us these promises so that by them you may become partakers or partners Mm -hmm. of the divine nature. Well, that's we're talking about God's nature, His divinity nature. That's what it's talking about, a God level of living. These things are in here. They're clearly seen and and the question that we were asking yesterday is, where are the people living this, you know? Sure. In Ephesians 1, he says, I pray that your eyes of understanding, that you'll get uh, the spirit of revelation, spirit of knowledge, uh, spirit of wisdom. In verse 17, eyes of your heart may be enlightened so you'll know what is your mm-hmm. inheritance. Every person that's born again has an inheritance, and that inheritance is God-level living And he says, what level is this power? And it goes, uh, verse 19, and what is the surpassing greatness? So not just greatness, but surpassing greatness of his power, Mm -hmm. not our power, of his power towards us who believe. And it says, these are in accordance with, or this is on the level of the working of the strength of his might, Mm-hmm. which he brought about in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him in heavenly places. So the level of inheritance of power 
that we have is yeah. not just great, it's surpassing great, and its level is the same level that raised Jesus from the dead. Yeah. Yeah. The same level yeah. is a God-level living. Then yeah. we go to Ephesians 3, and you look here, and just just in verse 19, just kind of cutting to the chase, it's this to be that, well, verse 16 says, you would have the riches of his glory, yeah. not your glory, but his glory. And then it says, strengthen with power through his spirit in the mm -hmm. inner man, not our power, but his power. And then it goes on in verse 19, and to know the love of Christ, which surpasses knowledge, that you may be filled up to all the fullness of God. Yeah. The fullness, in other words, to live on a God level. And so this is part of what we talked about yesterday. And yeah. so what does that look like? Like right now, everybody who's who's watching, what does God level living look like to you? Like what do you imagine you could do if you're living at a God level of living? What do y'all think? And what questions do you have? If you have questions about any of this, how do I get that? How do how do I walk in that? Go ahead and let us know right now. So what I think Jesus would be the example that I'd look to first, how yeah. he lived his life. He he didn't live his life with uh, just constantly in struggle or like just pressured or anything. He didn't yeah. live a life of, well, today's just not my day. Yeah. You know, he, he lived a life of just victory, constant victory, no matter yes. what he faced. He faced stuff that everybody faces stuff just like we do right but he he came through victorious in everything yeah and i think that's like i look to him as the first example of that of you know living yeah. living the best that we can because he did that amen without amen. sin without fault yeah amen yeah well like you've heard it said like people say like you don't i don't want to compare myself with other people because when i compare myself with other people that's just not right but when i compare myself to christ right that causes me to grow that there's yeah. really no other choice but to grow. When yeah. you know, even yeah. when Jesus said the works that I do and greater works than yeah. things you shall do, that's kind of what he's talking about. Yeah. Um, I, I guess you know the big question is what hinders people from being able to fully walk in that. Yeah. You know, is that a good question yeah. to start off? Like, what what do you? Yeah, think but first I want to see what does a oh. God level living look oh, like. Oh yeah, yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. What does what does God level living look like to you guys? Yeah. You know. Yeah. Well, what, Mark, I think what you said is great. Is yeah. what, how does how did Jesus live? So yeah. that's the beginning, and yeah, yeah. And Mark sixteen, you know, these this, these signs yeah. will follow those who believe. Kind of mm -hmm. Gre Greg started alluding it: heal the sick, yeah. raise the dead, cleanse yes. lepers, cast out demons. Yeah. Matthew you know, ten, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Matthew ten, Mark, Mark sixteen talks about you know they'll lay hands on the sick and the sick shall recover. They'll drink yeah. deadly poison, mm -hmm. by no means harm them. Like all these different things. That, that you read clearly, like these signs follow those who believe, yes. believe in who yeah. God called them to be. You know, really nothing's impossible to him who believes. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, amen. Yeah. Glory to God. So think about with Jesus, what did he do? Okay, let's get a little bit more specific than just what Jesus did, okay? Yeah. What did he do? Like here's some of them, heal the sick. Think about with Jesus, right? Mm -hmm. He touched the leper, right? And they mm -hmm. were healed. Something that was... You know, not able to. There was no solution for leprosy. There was no. Uh, there was no medicine for it. There was. You know, once you had it, you were done. That was it. It was. Yeah. It was lethal eventually, right? Uh, there's no. There's no cure for it. But Jesus carried a cure, mm -hmm. right? 
And it goes back to Deuteronomy 28 where it says, you know, under the curse is every sickness and disease, but we are redeemed from the curse, right? Yeah. So what did he, what else did he do? You know, what he walked on water, right? Yeah. Is that possible to us today? Well, I think yeah. if God gives you the word, then yes, it is, yeah. you know? Yeah. See, we don't want to reach for these things because we're afraid to step into a God level because we think we're taken away from God. But actually, we're taken away because you see that we're taken away from God when we when we don't, when we stop or never get to walking mm-hmm. at his level, right? If yeah. God gave you a word to do it, then he could. Yeah. He lived yeah. without sin. That's a huge one, right? Yeah. What about when he just appeared? When <laughs> he just appeared in the room? Yeah. yeah. How about that? That's basically translation. Yeah. What about when he did come into the ship? He says, they, and immediately they were at the other side. That's translation. Yeah. So they ceased being in one place and went to another place. Like where, in other words, can't you see in these three passages, God wants us to live on a different level. Yeah. It's, it's not a natural worldly level. Yeah. Where are these people? Where are these people, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and truthfully, you know, I've been meditating on this for years and years and seeking to be, you know, one of these people. Mm-hmm. But, you know, and I've, I've attained some of it. I've seen some of that stuff. I've seen, you know, dead, a dead animal come back to life on the farm. You know, I've seen that stuff. Um, I've seen some of it. But I know there's more out there. Where are these people? Where are the believers that live this way? Yeah. Look at look at God level living of Moses carrying the glory of God. Mm-hmm. You know, where you know where where are the people that are walking in the glory of God that Moses didn't have Jesus he and he walks in that glory right? Where is this? Where's this normal of heaven? Yeah. Jesus said, "Pray, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven." Is there any sickness in heaven? No. Mm-mm. Is there anything? So, is there any problems in heaven? None whatsoever. Where are people living like that? Are you going to be people that live like that? Yeah. And Barrett said he uh, carried the anointing and glory that that made me fall out at just a word. Amen. He walked Mm -hmm. through a mob trying to push him off a mountain. Exactly. Yeah. How about how about Paul when he he grabbed the wood and the snake came out and bit (laughs) him and they knew he's a dead man, but he didn't die, Mm -mm. right? How about John, historically? Uh, we know in history, they tried to boil them in oil. Yeah. Dipped them down in there. You know, should have been dead in, in moments. Comes back up alive, couldn't kill them. Throw them yeah. to an island to throw them away. He survives the island. Like, ah, <laughs> uh, island's no nice big vacation. deal. Oil, you know. Yeah. 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 He gets revelation. He gets the final book of the Bible while he's on the aisle. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Thanks for giving me some time. Yeah. Thanks for thanks for some time with the Lord. Here. Oh, by the way, here's the last book of the Bible. That was needing some time away. This is not Jesus we're talking about. This is John. Yeah. This is a believer who had issues, just like we've had issues, and Mm -hmm. he he does these things, right? Yeah. Yeah. Philip was translated. Yeah. To be Mm -hmm. evangelist. Yes. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Peter's shadow. Yeah. Healing the sick. Yeah. Like so many things. Exactly. So where is this? Where are these elements? Where where is this happening? And and a bigger question is, okay, we can today, because of the internet and everything, um, because of that stuff, 
we, we do see some people doing these things around the world. But he's not talking to just a few people. No. He's talking to every believer here. Yeah. He said the inheritance in the saints. So where yeah. is it on all of us? Yeah, well, that's a huge point. It's not just like the fivefold. It's not just yeah. pastors or evangelists right, right. or teachers or apostles. This is for every Christian. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I think as a baby Christian, I thought stuff like that was only available to the fivefold and the, the special appointed you know men of God and yeah. we would see we would live nice lives but we wouldn't really see these yeah. signs and wonders as just normal Christians or whatever right but we're supposed to have this in our everyday lives yeah yeah we're supposed to walk as Jesus walked in our everyday lives whether you're a pastor or if you're just a new Christian yeah that's right that's right who healed Paul you know when when the scales fell off his eyes it was Ananias who was not fivefold. He was yeah. just, the Bible says he was just a disciple. Yeah. And God, and God came to him, and as he was praying, he said, hey, go pray for Paul. I know yeah. Paul, I, yeah. or I know Saul. I've heard his name before. <laughs> go pray, pray for him. Yes. And yeah. he prayed for him, and, and, he, and his eyes opened up. Like the scales mm -hmm. fell off his eyes, and he yeah. was healed. He could yeah. see. You know, yes. and it was just... It was just a disciple, you know, not nobody special, nobody in particular. That's but right. God chose him to go and pray for Paul. Yeah. Who wrote two thirds of the New Testament. Paul. Yeah. You know, was healed and and restored by just a disciple. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So you can see by biblical example, there's more there. And mm -hmm. when he says, I'm, I'm telling you what the inheritance is for every believer. I want mm -hmm. you to gain access and insight and knowledge of and be able to see what your inheritance is. All of a sudden, everything changes. We need a God level of life, of yeah. living. Yeah. And God tells us that it's out there. God tells us he paid for it. The question is then, where are the people living it, right? Mm -hmm. now, and I'll tell you part of that part of that problem is this is let's just say that you decided to go after this, right? And yeah. all of a sudden because if you're hungry for it, what's going to happen? You're going to get it. You're going to get it. Yeah. If you get if you seek first the kingdom, which seeking first the kingdom is not just like not sinning, seeking first the kingdom is walking by kingdom principles. Well, mm -hmm. is this what we're talking about? A God level of living? Is it a kingdom principle? Yeah. So if we're seeking first the kingdom, then we're also seeking first how to live at God's level of life, right? Yeah. Okay, so let's say that you decide to get hungry. You're going to be filled. Let's say that you seek first the kingdom of God. Well, the things of the kingdom, they're going to be added to you. Right, yeah. Matthew six thirty three. Yeah. So let's say that you guys decided one day that you're just going to go after it, right? No matter who thinks what, I'm going after the Lord. You yeah. do that, you do that, right? Well, here's the issue. If I, as pastor, am not going after that, then I'm going to be embarrassed by your hunger and your desire to go after it, right? right? And so yeah. if I'm not going after it, and I'm not seeking to go after the things of God and, and, and take hold of by faith, grab a hold of by faith what Jesus paid for. Yeah. I'm going to be embarrassed by your uh, man, what manifests in your life. Sure. And so what is the corrupted nature general response when somebody under them starts outshining them? Mm-hmm. It's uh, stifle. Yeah, hold them back. Yeah. Talk against it, 
right? Yeah. And that's what we've seen. Yeah. So that's one of the reasons why you don't want to be in a place where the pastor's not actively going after God level right. of living. Right. You want to be in a place where they are going after that and they believe that believers can do it too. Yeah. Right? Because yeah. if they don't believe both of those things, then when you do, you're just going to get stifled. And, and watch mm-hmm. this. Your whole life now from that point forward is not going to fulfill the destiny that God has for it. Sure. It's not going to fulfill it. Yeah. But when we actually say, all right, Lord, I'm going after it. I want these things. I'm going after you. And I want people mm-hmm. around me to go after it, too. I want people around me to go after it. Now, all of a sudden, you have a community that can start walking in those things and not and not hit all the hurdles and the roadblocks and not have their destiny stifled, right? Yeah. So it's important for us to recognize these things. So you've got people there going to church where they don't they don't even consider they don't even know these stuff this th- stuff they don't they're not going after it at all and if they yeah. did go after it their leadership would stifle them and they don't realize they're killing their destiny. Yeah. Is a destiny killer. Well, God doesn't want that. God mm-hmm. wants people's destinies to be completely fulfilled. So you got to get around people that believe in the fullness of God's plan, the fullness of his power, the yeah. fullness of his inheritance, and the fullness of your destiny. you got to hear people that talk like that, that think big, that walk by faith, and you got to go after that and be those people. He, yeah. he doesn't just want it for me as a pastor. He wants it for every believer. We just read yeah. that very clearly, right? Yeah. Amen. Well, I think so often when I've seen this kind of hunger in the Bible and I've seen preachers talk about this being available and I'm like, that's yeah. wonderful. I think what's held me back is I've thought, well, that's great, but I'm in a pretty comfortable place right now. I'm seeing signs. Um, you know, I'm doing things for God. I'm in a pretty good place. I'm living a good life right now. Uh, definitely, definitely doing great things for God. And if I pursue that, it's going to place many more hurdles that, you know, I just don't think I'd have in my life if I don't. And it's not going to hurt anyone. I'd love to see it in other people, but I've held myself back because I, but I don't need that greatness in my life. I'm fine being yeah. just small. And I, that's what I've allowed to hold me back. Right. But what I don't realize is not only am I just holding myself back and yes. all that God wants for me, because he wants greater things for me than I even want for myself. But when I'm holding that back, all the people that God could have used me to help, yes. I'm holding that back from them. I'm not... My decisions for, you know, my life, it's not really mine, it's yeah. the Lord's, but my decisions for my life yeah. don't just affect me. It affects That's everyone right. around me and That's everyone right. I could have helped had I gone after God full-fledged. Yeah. Well, not just take healing, which, although the level of God-level living that we're talking about goes beyond just simple healing, yeah. but healing is a part of it, but people have... People have become okay with healing, some, not all. Like we actually got criticized because we had healing and miracles at the tent meeting. We're, we're, we're worshiping God and people are complaining because we said there were healing and miracles there. It's like, oh, what, which God do you serve? One without healing and miracles? Like he's got no power. Well, I don't want to serve that God. You know, that's not what Mm -hmm. this Bible says. This Bible is very clear about that. All right. Now, but the issue is, so 
but let's use healing as a part of God level living, right? Just as mm -hmm. an example. We're talking beyond that. We're not just talking about healing only, but yeah. we're talking beyond that. Like uh, Caleb said a second ago, he said, it makes me think of John G. Lake, who took yeah. the bubonic plague in his hands and the virus died because of the life of God that was in him, yeah. right? The anointing that was in him. That's God level living, okay? But now what, what I want you to see is, and, and I will say, you don't just go out there in presumption, right? You hear from God and then you're obedient. If you don't have a word from God, that's presumption. Don't do that. Hear from the Lord. And what that means is, well, I just don't hear from the Lord that much. Then get your relationship to the point where you do. And we'll talk more about getting our relationship right. But God wants us God wants us to live in such a way that we are in constant contact with the Lord. He's communicating with us all the time. Yeah. And you can see that even back in the garden before sin came in. They were communicating and talking all the time. That was normal for them. It should be normal for us with right. Jesus. All right, So, but let's take healing. Let's say that you decide... No, I don't, I don't want to get into healing because I don't need the attention and everything. Sure. Okay, all right, so you have no healing. Well... The issue is if you did go into and grew in your healing and faith towards healing, right? And you were able to heal uh, through Christ, somebody got healed through your hands, right? Yeah. Then what would happen is that person now is healed that would not have been healed. Right. So by not going after healing, what you said, I'm holding back from my neighbor. That's mm -hmm. not loving my neighbor as no. myself at all. No. Here's the other thing uh, is... Uh, who, if you did it properly, okay, mm -hmm. you just got healed. I didn't do it. God did it. Right. I got it. Then who's going to get the glory? God. God is. So by not going after healing, by not going after a God level of living, people around us are not blessed and God is not glorified. Yeah. And one of the main things we talked about yesterday was the scripture that showed that when, the, when this God level of life happens, God gets the glory. Yeah. God gets the glory, right? Yeah. And he deserves the glory. And for us to hold that stuff back is to hold back glory that he deserves. Yeah. I don't want to be held accountable for that. Yeah. That means I want to go after everything that Jesus paid for, for mm -hmm. me to live. I want you to go after it with everything you have. I want yeah. you to go after it with everything that you have. We want you to go after it with everything that you have so that yeah. people around you can be blessed, you'll be blessed, and God will get the glory for yeah. it. Amen. Amen. Well, I, I was just thinking, do you, do you believe that a lot of times uh, people don't walk in that because they want people to trust more in them than they want them to trust yeah. in God? Well, yeah. I mean, like what Paul said in, in, uh, in yeah. 1 Corinthians chapter 2 when he said, um, you know, I didn't come with you with spectacular words of wisdom, man's wisdom, but yeah. in demonstration and power. So, yes. so that your faith would not rest in the wisdom of man, but in God. Yes. And like, yeah. if I, if I start, you know, trying to move in healing or, or stuff like that, and if it doesn't work, then people might not trust me, you know, yeah. like log logically, you know, yeah. like if, if I try to flow in this and it doesn't fully work out, or if I pray for someone and they don't get healed, then, th then I'll look bad. And, yeah. you know, instead of stepping out, you know, in faith in what the word says so that, you know, I look better. They yeah. trust me more rather than trust God more. Yes. I'll, I'll kind of shy back and, you know, just kind of be in the more safe yeah. Christianity almost, you know, yeah. just, just for my, for so how people perceive me. You think that that's, I mean, that's, I've noticed that that could be a potential, 
you know, attack that the enemy has tried to make me think about. Say it again in a short, short sentence. Uh, essentially, do, uh, do you think that people shy away from this so that people can trust them more than they trust God? Well, I think they can, but it's a false humility yeah. mm -hmm. because what that's doing is you're seeing, and that's a good question. It, the problem is that you're you're seeing yourself as the one who's paying the price mm -hmm. when Jesus already paid the price. Yeah. And so the yeah. issue is the only reason you would think that is because you think it all rests on you. Yeah. And so that's not the way it works. That's not that's not how it worked. Mm -hmm. In other words, without Jesus, you could pray all day long. Nay, nothing going to happen. Without yeah. him taking those stripes, nobody's getting healed. You see yeah. what I mean? Mm -hmm. So it's uh, he he did that. He paid that price. I just choose to believe that he is that good father, that good savior, that good Lord. I just choose to believe it and that he's real, you know. Yeah. So in order that that can be something. I've heard people say exactly that. Well, I don't want the attention to be on me and everything. Isn't If it's done right, it's not going to be on you. Yeah. You're going to say, and that's why you'll hear me say many times when I pray on people, I lay hands on them. I'll say, now, can I do that on my own? Right. Nope. Can, right. What you're feeling right now, could I manifest that in you? Nope. And and so they'll say, I'll say, nope, You, I can't do it. And now you know God's touching you. That's not me. That's God coming through me to touch you. It's his mm -hmm. power, and he's the one who loves you and has paid the price for that. Amen? Yeah. So, you know, and one thing that I saw earlier, Kevin said, you want to see how godly a man of God is truly. Start building a church across the street from his. You don't even have to start building a church. Start actually performing and manifesting the God level of living while you're going to that church. That's actually yeah. a better thing to do, yeah. right? But what will happen and what he's saying is that you'll have leaders and ministers that will get shamed by that. And instead of encouraging that, right? Yeah. Instead of encouraging that. And so I had, I had one time where a guy in the church, uh, his hunger for the things of God, honestly, I think for about three months, he was more hungry than I was, right? Yeah. And I went, wow, that's pretty good. And I immediately felt that natural thinking like, I, I don't need him hungrier than I am. I'm the pastor, right? I felt that. Yeah. And uh, what, was, what was interesting at that moment was I was kind of having a spiritual low. He was kind of having a spiritual high, right? Yeah. And, uh, and, but the issue is I've done this for years, and I've been consistent for years. And although right. I was having a low at that moment, it came right back up. But it was, but at that moment, that's the way it was. And so yeah. what Kevin's saying is, what Kevin's saying is, you start building the church. You don't even have to start a new church or new organization. Just go after God. You'll find out how, how godly your leader is, which is a great point. You go after God and get hungry. God will start meeting you, and it, it doesn't take long. Mm -hmm. It can happen quick. Get yeah. hungry for God. You know, and, and let me just say it like this. Every time in the past where you thought you were hungry, uh, get hungrier. <laughs> yeah. Get hungrier. Yeah. There's more. There's another, another level. Go after him, yeah. and you'll find out if your pastor actually believes what he says, that he's trying to help you have a better life, right? Yeah. So in this moment, when this happened, this guy was more hungry, I think, than I was, yeah. um, which is rare. It's, it's the only time I felt like it ever happened in 12 and a half years. Yeah. And I was sitting there, I was like, man, he's really hungry, which is great. And I celebrated that, but I did feel 
the earthly corrupted, you know, thinking go, well, we can't have this. And, and I, and I was tempted to talk bad about them. See, the temptation's not bad. It's what you do with it, right? Right. And so I was tempted to do that. And you, I've seen other churches in the city or something, and they're doing really good. And it's like, what are they doing? You know. And I'm thinking wrong. Now you're, you can have the temptation. What do you do with it? Yeah. And a true person of God is going to say, that's good. The kingdom's being advanced. That's good. That person's growing. Yeah. Glory to God. Because that'll spark other people. And I'll tell you what it did. It sparked me. I was yeah. like, oh, no, I can't have them hungry than me. And instead of running him down, I built myself up to hunger. Yeah. That's what a true leader does. And that's when you find out if somebody's godly or not yeah. in that way. So they, they celebrate with the success and rise of other people. Yeah. And see, that's what Jesus did. You know, Jesus didn't say, all right, listen, guys, y'all go with me and uh, y'all go with me. And I'm going to show you it's all going to come through my hands. The, yeah. the verse that um, Greg Griffin uh, put up earlier was in Matthew 10, starting around verse 7. He sent them out, and he said, you go raise the dead, heal the sick, cleanse the leper. And they went and did all that stuff, and they came back and said, even the demons were subject to us in our, in our name. In other words, he empowered the disciples. It didn't have to all come through his hand. Yeah. He empowered them. He duplicated himself in that way. That's what we're supposed to do. But we're not supposed to duplicate subpar life. We're supposed mm -hmm. to duplicate God-level yeah. life. We're supposed to duplicate that. But where are the people that believe that, you know? Yeah. And so one of the things the Lord told me is, is you learn the thing that I had done that this, this guy hadn't done was I learned how to be consistent. He had a peak. Mm -hmm. He had a peak and then he lost it. Yeah. And then I never saw him come back back up to that level. It was great that he had it, and I encouraged him in that moment. The issue is when he hit that peak, a little bit of pride and worldliness came in, and it sunk him, right? Yeah. And uh, the Lord told me that. He said, he's, he told me that was going to happen, so I just tried to encourage the guy so we wouldn't lose it, but he did anyway. But yeah. the issue is, he said, you've been doing this for years and years. He said, follow those, Hebrews 6, 12, follow those who through faith and patience inherit yeah. the promises. In other words, they're not just faithful once. They're patient and faithful all the time. And they do it for long periods of time. And so that's the kind of people that you're looking and they have manifestation of those things. It's not just a one-time thing. It's not a three-month stint. It's mm -hmm. an ongoing year after 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 year. And that's what God wants us to do. He wants every single one of us to live at a God level of life and never fall back. Right. never have the big dip. He never wants it. All right, you got yeah. some stuff to work out. You hit a level, you know, there's some sin you didn't know. There's some pieces you didn't know you, you had in your life. Okay, work those out. You might yeah. feel like you've drawn back a little bit. Work those out and then get get right back on it, you know. Yeah. Confess that, deal with it, fix, find the root and fix it, and then move on. But yeah. God wants us doing, you know, like one of the things I said is when I started, I had like, it was like this. Mm -hmm. I was so up and down and up and down. Yeah. But then as they smoothed out and then over time, and I noticed that my dips were higher than my peaks used to be. 
right? Yeah. And that's the way that that curve smooths out and then just ever steadily grows forward. He yeah. wants diligence. He wants consistency. And if we will do the things that God's told us, we can live at that God level mm -hmm. of, of living. Amen. Yeah. Right. We had a question come in from Hannah Sittler. Okay. She said, what are three tips to avoid lukewarm Christianity and remain in God's normal? What are three tips? Um, why not four or, or six? I'm curious. <laughs> three <laughs> like, specifically. She's like, why are, what are three? I'm like, oh, no, I, maybe I got two. <laughs> so, the Trinity. Yeah. Looking for that perfect three. <laughs> <Yep>. That's <laughs> funny. Um, what are three tips to avoid lukewarm Christianity and remain in God's normal? Well, the first thing is to be, you must be, saved and born again and filled with the Holy Ghost. Uh, if you're not going to get filled with the Holy Ghost and follow God's command to be filled with the Holy Ghost, you're going to end up having a lukewarm life. Um, yeah. It's just because God has designed a baptism of the Holy Spirit and fire to keep us out of lukewarmness. He's mm -hmm. designed it. And that's what John, uh, John the Baptist said in Luke 3.16. He said, Jesus is coming and he said, he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. And uh, you need to stay filled with the Holy Ghost, praying in tongues all the time. So that's number mm -hmm. one. B, uh, <laughs> she said, I thought three might be simple. Um, number one, I, I mean, I could probably come up with multiple ones, but let's, let's just be very basic here. That's, that's the first thing. Yeah. The second thing is uh, study what is normal to God. So right. if you don't know that it's out there, if you don't know that God level living is out there, uh, then you're not gonna you're not gonna apply faith mm -hmm. for it. Because what you'll do, you'll look around and see the world's normal and think that's normal for you. You'll probably shoot a little bit higher than that, but you won't shoot to the heights that you should because you can't see it. So yeah. study to show yourself approved on what God level living is and and stay under people. Uh, that are preaching it and living it themselves. You know, like for you, uh, Hannah, when you first came to church, I remember, I think it was the first day you came to church, the power of God hit you that day. The next time you came to church, power of God hit you again, you know. Um, and that's not a prerequisite that it's right. Some people will feel that, some people won't. I know in particular you felt that, and, and other people see that. People get instantaneously healed. Here in the last... Um, a uh, month and a half, it was like four or five Sundays, like four, three or four Sundays out of five or something like that. People yeah. people got prayer at the altar, but as they were going out the door, they said, hey, pastor, will you pray for me? And they instantly got healed right there at the door. Yeah. You know, we weren't at the altar. We were at the door. They're going out and they're instantly getting healed, right? Yeah. This, is, this is one of those things. You want to see the manifestation of the power of God, the manifestation of God-level living. And I'll tell you that we are seeing more, I think, than most places, but I don't think that we're there. I don't think sure. we've arrived yeah. at the fullness of what we should be walking in, but we're after it. You know, you want to see, yeah. you want to find people that are after it and they're seeing something, you know, there needs to be fruit. So, Number one, be born again, be filled with the Holy Spirit, specifically be baptized in the Holy Ghost and be baptized with fire, number one. Number two, study what is normal to God and sit under people 
uh, uh, submit to a church and uh, leaders that are carrying that power. Listen, if they're not carrying some level of God's level of living, then you probably don't need to be listening to them. I can specifically show you in here where it says, I think it's to Timothy, where it specifically says, if they have denied the power of God, you don't associate with them. And so the last thing you need to do is make that person your pastor. All right. Uh, The third thing that I would say in being lukewarm is, and to not be lukewarm, but to be on fire uh, with God is there. I'm, I'm trying to I'm trying to just give basics in yeah. that. One of the, one of the things that I would say, the third thing I would say to not be lukewarm is focus. Um, it well hunger and humility. Um, mm-hmm. uh, be hungry and humble. Uh, so once you, in other words, once you are, are saved and born again, filled with the Holy Ghost and fire, and you're studying to show yourself approved, get hungry and humble towards those things, and you'll be filled with them. Go after them. Um, hunger and humility is our responsibility. It's not, I, I don't need to pray, God, make me hungry. That's not his responsibility. God, help me to be hungry is a different thing. Make me hungry. That's my responsibility. He can help me see certain things that will help me uh, go after that. So get hungry and humble for the things of God, because if you're hungry, you'll be filled. If you're humble, he will give you the supernatural grace that you need. So those are three. I had another thing uh, come to mind. Um, One other thing one of the things is don't get entangled with the world. Don't be entangled with the world because the cares of the world will choke the fruit. Another Mm -hmm. one is uh, focus on eternity. Don't focus on your 120 years here on the earth. Focus on eternity. Um, These are things that you need to focus on. Meditate on what God calls normal. You know, meditate on it, spend time on it, confess it. I walk in an anointing. I'm carrying this. Yeah. And Barrett, thank you. She's got bonus. (laughs) (laughs) Um, There's, uh, let me stop eating spiritual junk food is really don't get entangled in the world. Um, You don't Mm -hmm. want to keep eating stuff that's going to fill you up with worldliness. So Mm -hmm. hold on where you'll be so filled with worldliness that you're not hungry for the things of God. Yeah. You don't feel like, well, I don't need it. I'm doing, I'm doing fine on my own right now. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it was yeah. like the, the kid who snacks before dinner. <laughs> yeah. Dinner comes around the real food yeah. and he's not hungry for it because yeah. he's already filled himself up with junk. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Same yeah. thing in the spirit, filling ourselves up with everything else. Why would we yeah. be hungry? Yeah, he he may feel fine then, Mm -hmm. like, well, I'm good, I don't need anything else. But the truth is, he's actually lacking a lot. Oh, yeah. Nutrition-wise and stuff, Mm -hmm. for him to be at his peak, at his best, he's lacking a lot. Yeah. There's, um, yeah, a a big one, fast and pray. You know, Mm -hmm. don't just pray, fast. Fast and pray. Uh, is another one. Um, Another one, and and really this has a lot to do with hunger, you know, and moving towards hunger. Um, 
You'll want to get around hungry people. Get around uh, people that are on fire. Don't get around people that are lukewarm. Don't get around people that are okay uh, to not go to church. Don't get around people that are okay to not believe in healing. Don't get around people uh, that are not going after the Lord and having an intimate fellowship. Don't get around people that don't see manifestations. Get around Get around people that are on fire, yeah. that are that are not okay to sit still, but believe in God uh, for increase. Yeah. Um, and one of the things that you can do is ask the Lord to show you, ask the Lord to show you what has held you back. Ask mm-hmm. the Lord to correct you. Ask the Lord to change things in your life. Ask Him for those things, because yeah. that's how He'll help. He'll help. So. How many yeah. is that? That's nine. nine I gave you three times three. Glory <laughs> to God. What? <laughs> that's enough. That, that well, should do yeah. for yeah. today. These are, these are, you know, these are things that can really help. So, yeah. Barrett, if you'll, will you put that back in, all nine of them? Amen. That'd mm-hmm. be awesome. And if if we can send them out to every, uh, each platform, we'll do that. So, yeah, there's, that, that's something that's very important is, not being lukewarm. We're not yeah. called to be lukewarm, mm-hmm. you know? So, amen. Hannah said, abundance. <laughs> <laughs> abundance of answers. What other questions, uh, before we wrap up today, what other questions yeah. do you have about God's level of living? And uh, what what have you seen or heard? Or what what is it that you want to attain, you know? Mm-hmm. What is it that you want to attain? Uh, are there things that we can do that we haven't even thought of yet? Yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah. I think so. I think that there's many things, you know. Um, I know mm-hmm. uh, this, is, this is kind of funny, but um, I know a missionary that had a submarine truck. You know, it should have, you know, if in order for yeah. a truck engine to run, it needs oxygen. It can't be filled with water. The truck literally went underwater stayed underwater, kept mm-hmm. running the whole time, didn't get swept down. But the reason mm-hmm. is because God told them to go to that village and preach. Yeah. And so they had the word to go. And in front of them was a monsoon river. Mm-hmm. And they went through. They're like, I just, I'm going. Y'all can do mm-hmm. what you want to. They said, we're staying with you. They went into the river down under there. Now, that's not, you don't need to just do that without mm-hmm. hearing the word. Right. You'll get you'll get swept down the river and potentially killed. You don't just do that, but that's a God level of living, you know. Yeah. That same that that uh, David Hogan, the same missionary, mm-hmm. he's running away from some terrorists on a motorcycle. He doesn't know it. It's the middle of the night. And they're shooting at him. He's on the motorcycle, and he's on a mountain, and he goes boop off the mountain <laughs> on the motorcycle, and he's falling. Ah! like this he gets translated down into the village and literally like translated out of midair and steps down onto the dirt so there yeah. that's god level living yeah you know? and why yeah. is that not possible because you've never seen it before praise mm-hmm. god see what was that what was that that just happened that was psalms 91 yeah you know he, he will charge his angels to keep you so that right. you won't even dash your your foot against a stone Mm-hmm. That's what that is. Yeah. That's a manifestation yeah. of God's promise. So they were chasing him. God protect him. He was about kingdom business. God yeah. protect him. Do we have faith for protection? Because just as much as we should have faith for healing and faith for raising the dead and faith for all this, we should have faith for protection. I put faith yeah. in my protection. No, that can't happen. This mm-hmm. has to get fixed, right? Yeah. You know, it has to get fixed. 
-hmm. We have to believe God for protection as well. And that shouldn't just be on the pastor. That should be on every believer because every believer is walking in God-level life. Yeah. Yeah. Amen? Every, yeah. Everyone. Hallelujah. Yeah. God's level of living. Amen. Do you all have any questions or and, and are you just you know like, oh, yeah, this is really good. <laughs> I feel like so many people are just soaking it in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's not, it's not the most common thing to hear, you mm -hmm. know, like, you actually, no. it's probably very uncommon, no. you know, yeah. to hear mm -hmm. teaching like this. So this is probably new for a lot of people. I know. I mean, it's been new to me. Yeah. I know one story that I read um, that really touched me. And it was like, it seemed like something small, but it wasn't. And like, I, this was years ago, and I still remember it was Heidi Baker. Yeah. And she, they were, she was, she was giving out kid uh like presents presents to orphans who like who were in africa and they yeah. didn't have anything they didn't have any possessions so they had like teddy bears they had like necklaces and stuff and they had just like yeah. they just had a full like a santa sack and they were just giving presents to yeah. kids and this little girl walks up and she wants a doll because they had had some dolls and stuff and heidi knew she's like i just gave away the last doll and this girl, like, that's all she ever wanted. And I'm about to cry. Yeah. And she, she says, let me reach back into the bag. Yeah. She knows that God's good. Yeah. And she reaches in, and there's it all. Yeah. That's God-level living, and, and that's good. See, and that stuff should move us, and we should yeah. want to be the lady reaching in the bag, yeah. right, that believes God enough yeah. Knowing there wasn't one in there, knowing enough to say, let me reach back in the back. Yeah. <laughs> that's God-level living. That's his faith. So yeah. that's a great, I love that. You know, you're making me tear up now. So. Well, it's, what touched me was it wasn't even like a life or death situation. It's no. not like God's just going to come. He loves her. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's God-level living, even in everyday type yeah. stuff. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. That's the kind of stuff. And see, that's where, that's the same miracle of provision. That's, yeah. that's, that's God's prosperity. It's a miracle of prosperity. Yeah. Because prosperity is provision in what you need provision in. Yeah. Right? That is God's prosperity. Same, that's the same miracle of prosperity and provision yeah. that they saw out in the desert when they fed the 5,000 and the 4,000. Right? That's yeah. the same miracle there is God created it in his prosperity blessing to be what the people needed it to be. In yeah. that moment, he needed that little girl to know, I love you. And even though this might not be important to everybody, it's important to me. Yeah. Right? That's God-level living. And that's where we need to be. Yeah. Amen. Let's read, these, um, let's read these nine things here. How to avoid lukewarm Christianity and remain in God's normal. Go ahead. Number one, be baptized in the Holy Ghost and fire. Uh, do yeah. study what's normal to God. Submit to leaders and plant yourself in a church that's carrying the power of God. Three, get hungry and humble. Four, don't get entangled with the world. Five, focus on eternity. Six, meditate on what God calls normal. Seven, fast and pray. Eight, get around hungry people. And nine, ask the Lord to show you what, what has held you back. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Those things work. Those are things I've done. I've watched fruit from each one of those. Yeah. And it's important to do yeah. them. So, 
Amen. 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 Well, do y'all have anything else? Do you have any other questions? Do y'all have anything else or any other questions today? That's I haven't it. seen any in the comments. That's enough. You know, what we've covered so far is enough yeah. to just see. These are the kind of things that unlock here. This is interesting. I want you to pay attention. I want, I want everybody to pay attention to this. As we spoke on these things today, let me put it in Bible terms. Did it open up something inside of you that you might not have known was fully there and it caused your heart to burn with, oh, can this be faith in God? Yeah. Like when Jesus started unveiling all of the plan of God on the road to Emmaus and the disciples said, didn't our hearts burn within us? As we talked about this stuff today, did something happen like, I can walk in that? I'm supposed to walk in that. I know I'm supposed to walk in that. I know God's created. Or if you're not there and I know it yet, you're, it burned in you in this way. Can I? Could I? Is that real? Right? Yeah. See, that's the Holy Spirit unlocking that stuff. That's him unlocking that stuff. And yeah. we need to walk in it. We need people who will activate that on the inside, of, who, will, who will challenge our average, challenge our status quo, and draw us up to those places. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. yeah. It brings you to a decision point. Yes. Mm -hmm. I'm yeah. either going higher or I'm staying. Yeah. St staying where I am, mm -hmm. which is really going backwards. It, yeah. it brings yes. you to that decision point. Am I yeah. going to actually operate in what God wants me to fully yeah. operate in? It brings you to that decision point. Amen. Yeah. yeah. Amen. Are y'all going after it? Are you going after it? They say yeah. amen. Nicole says, this is such a good reminder to not settle. There's so much more, and the world needs us to walk in his levels rather than just enough. I want to yeah. share one more verse with you. Romans chapter 8. And I want you to see this. Verse 18. Romans 8, 18 and 19. For I consider that the sufferings of this present time, of course, if you don't know what sufferings are, uh, how to have a full life in God. We talked about 1 Peter 4 and explained sufferings, and it's not what most people think it is. Mm -hmm. So if you don't, that it's not just you paying a price. Yeah. It's totally different from that. For I consider that the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory that is to be revealed to us. Now see here, what's the Holy Spirit drawing our attention to? The now or eternity. Eternity. He's showing us in eternity there's a glory and there's there's mm -hmm. awards for putting up with the junk on the earth and, and going through in the name of Jesus. Okay. You know, winning and moving to victory on this earth, overcoming, destroying the works of the yeah. devil. There's a glory to be had in eternity for doing those things here. Focus on eternity. So you see the Holy Ghost, you know, yeah. confirming what we just said here. Focus on eternity. Focus on the glory and the award, not, not what your flesh might have to pay, right? Mm -hmm. It says, for the anxious longing of the creation waits eagerly for the revealing of the sons of God, of the children of God. The King James said it groans, yeah. groans for the revealing of the manifestation of the children of God. In other words, there, think about this, not the children, not the children of believers. Yeah. 
not the children of a natural world. The children of a supernatural God. The children of a divine being. So mm-hmm. it the creation is groaning for God-level children. Not just normal children. God-level children. That's yeah. what that's saying. Yeah. The children. It says sons here, but the original language means sons and daughters. Children. Mm-hmm. The word is children. The children of God. In other words, I'm going to be, I'm made in his image and his likeness. And I'm going to hunger and thirst for him. And I'm going to seek first his kingdom and his right living and walking like him and being like him because Jesus empowered me. And I'm going to be a manifestation of my father, which means God level living. And the earth creation is longing for that. Will you be that? Will you be that? Will we be that? And we need to answer that question on a regular basis. Are we going to keep on? Are we going to keep on doing this? Are we going to recognize it and amen it one time? Or are we going to live by it for the rest of our lives? Right. That's the question. Are we going to give ourselves to God-level living? Are, are we going to do that today? If so, then let's get after it. Let's do those nine things that we put up and let's go after them and let's see those things and not be lukewarm, but be on fire Cause people to make a decision. That's okay. Don't be harsh with them. Be gentle, but but be firm in your growth and going after God. Don't be afraid, but be bold. Be confident, right? Be bold. Be confident. Amen. 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 Glory to God. We love you so very much, and we praise God for you. We pray that today has been a blessing to you. Let Mm -hmm. me just pray with you right now. Father, in Jesus' name. Let your goodness and your mercy pour out. Lord, let us have revelation of who you are and revelation and the spirit of wisdom, revelation, knowledge of who we are called to be in you. Father, thank you right now that you in all of your goodness saw fit that you were going to take us to a place that we couldn't get by ourselves. Even though we were sinners, helpless, and enemies, Lord, You gave us Jesus. You saved us and raised us. 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 Raised us to what? To a God level of life. Lord, we receive that today. We commit to walk in it. Lord, we ask you, just pray this woman and say, Jesus, Jesus. I ask you, baptize me in the Holy Spirit and fire that I can live a God-level life with nothing held back. I'm a child of God, a child of the divine being, and I walk in a God-level of life with healing in my hands, protection all around me, the glory overflowing, and the anointing to break every yoke and destroy every work of the devil. I'm a child of God. Thank you, Father, for your goodness. Lord, I just ask right now that you would feel every person that's hearing this, listening to this. Lord, bless it and overflow it. We praise you and we worship you in Jesus' name. Amen. Just say this with me. Say, Lord, I believe that I have received a new direction that I haven't seen before, new levels that I've not experienced before in you. In Jesus' name, name. amen. Amen. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. There, uh, they put up the uh, link to at least one of the 
Is that one message or the whole playlist? I don't know. Oh, that's about suffering. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's the one we did here. I see. Thank you. So we put up about suffering, what we mm-hmm. taught on that. It's important to know that. It's a yeah. big deal. So that was smart to just get the one <laughs> instead of the whole playlist. Hello. I can't read the name, but hello. All right. So if you've been watching today, we just praise God for you. And uh, if you would like to partner with us, you're welcome to. You do not have to. We sow this into the world. And we, if you would like to help and like to partner with us and partake of that grace and sow into getting that good news of Jesus out into the world, you are welcome. You are welcome to do that. Amen. And right there, you can go to giveww.org. Hello, Hyder. Good to see you. He says, what's the difference between Old and New Testament? <laughs> that could be a very big question. Uh, basically, you see two different covenants, and you see the old covenant that sets up the direction so that the new covenant, which was a better covenant, could be fulfilled. So God set up the old covenant so that Jesus could fulfill it, fulfill all of the parts of it, so that Jesus could give us a new covenant that allows us to be the children of God and to have his inheritance. So I hope that helps. That's a very general answer, but a good question. So if people are wanting to uh, sow into it, they're welcome to go to giveww.org. You know all that stuff. I'm going to leave it up to you to take the responsibility for doing what you need. And uh, we just want to pray over it and pray over anything that anybody sows. Let it be blessed in Jesus' name. And uh, will you pray over that, please? Sure. All right. Thank you, Lord, for putting on people's heart yeah. what you've called them to sow, whether it's just sharing the broadcast today or, Lord, if you want them to sow financially into this broadcast, thank you for making it clear to them. And thank you for blessing every person who has sown and been obedient to you. Lord, we pray that that seed is pressed down, shaken together, running over. The harvest comes back into their hands quickly, Lord, quickly, Lord overflowing into their hands quickly in Jesus' name. Thank you for blessing Amen. it Amen. in Jesus' name. Amen. Glory to God. Hyder said, thank you. Hyder, you are very welcome. And uh, if you're looking for, uh, you're looking for answers, uh, you are welcome to go to whatsright.com. We'll put that in the link there. And you're welcome to send us an email, send us a message, and we'll seek to answer anything that you ask. Uh, if you're truly looking, we're happy to do that. And uh, we praise God for you. Thanks for coming on today. We praise God for you. Hope that this was a great uh, insight into God-level living today. Did y'all get something out of it? Yeah. Did you feel yeah. stuff awaken on the inside yeah. of you? Amen. Glory to God. Well, we praise God for you. Let's put that on there for Hyder. People that are uh, people that are not on YouTube can't see us. Yeah. There you go, Hyder. All right, so we praise God for you, and thank you for being here today. I'm going to pass it to Barrett to wrap it up, and we love you. We'll see you tomorrow at 1130 on Lunch Plus. Thank you guys for being with me. Of Amen. course. All right. Bye. So remember how I said earlier that I kept thinking that today was Friday? I think part of it is because I'm so excited that Holy Spirit Weekend, Holy Ghost Weekend starts on Friday, tomorrow. So if you don't have plans to be with us, you still have time because Holy Ghost Weekend is kicking off tomorrow.
tomorrow night with prayer night at 6.30 p.m. Come be a part of what God is doing in and through this area. Come pray with us at 6.30 p.m. And then Saturday, we're going to go out into the community, win souls. If you've never won a soul before, if you don't know how to do it, Great news. We train every person who comes in to go out and be who they're called to be, a soul winner. And then we're going to go out and do that. And Sunday, it's Holy Spirit Sunday, where we have a special service that we just take the time to minister specifically to Holy Ghost at 4 p.m. and our normal service at 10 a.m. Though really at Boomerang, is anything ever normal? It's God's normal. So you can come be a part of that. And then also mark on your calendars. I'm going to give you a sneak peek. I don't know if you know it yet, but on September 30th, Pastor Terry Shuttlesworth is going to be here in Boomerang with us for a one night special breakthrough service. So put it on your calendars. It's going to be phenomenal. But those are, I mean, we, there's so much going on this month. We'll keep you posted as it comes, but wanted you to know about those couple things. We're going to be back tomorrow at 1130 AM. We love you. Be blessed. And we'll see you tomorrow.